The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Forrest Griffin, UFC light heavyweight champion of the world. How does that sound? Sounds good, brother. Figueredo's hurt. These dudes, oh my this is crazy. What a fight. I just read Dana White's lips. He just said to Brandon Moreno, that was the greatest fight in the history of this division. We need a rematch for me, for Figueredo, for the fans, for everybody. Brandon Moreno, ladies and gentlemen. Oh! Huge elbow from I'm a tough guy. I train hard. I show up on, on time. I got great people in my corner, as you can see. And this guy's the limit, man. Marlon Vera, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. <laughs> All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, Matt is obviously not here today. I always hate opening a show because I'm I'm not a good uh, I'm not good at like getting something going with uh, yeah. in like a John Anik way. Who, who's a guy who knows how to start something? Well, my question is, my question is, are you implying that Matt is no? Not Matt is the only person who's less good at it than I am, and that's saying something. Right. So the two of us, he makes you, he makes you look he, good. Not really. No, we, we just look bad together. Which is why, uh, <laughs> which well, I assume that's why you brought me on is to make the two of you look like you guys know what you're doing. No, you're one of the guys. You're amazing to me because, like, through all the changes in the UFC, like you, you, yeah. you've you've stayed around. Like you found a home in the UFC, like that's like obviously not gonna, I mean, nothing is forever, but you know, you've outlasted a lot of guys who were hired and aren't anymore. But I, hey, nothing is forever. I, I live by those words. You do, right? Yep, yep. You got, I mean, you know. Are you, are you, go, are you a guy ahead. who worries about like, oh, you know, what am I gonna do next? Or are you, do you have job security in your own mind or no? Well, I mean, you know, in as much as we all kind of, do or did before COVID. I mean, I got really lucky because when Endeavor bought the place, we were just starting a PI project. And once they greenlit that, I knew, I knew I was, I, I knew I was golden, right? But you know, do I think they could kind of replace me with a fighter? You know, maybe there wasn't Forrest Griffin, but they could replace me with somebody that could do my job for a lot less. Yeah, they could. If they need me, I can find them the right people to replace <laughs> me. Do you know? 
<laughs> like that'd be my last like this guy could probably do my job if he would cost you less. i had a job in a warehouse and i was a shit employee i was starting to do comedy and i was missing work and they brought in this guy right. from italy and, and they told me to train him to uh offload trucks and Take the job. i was training Take my replacement i didn't know it i was so stupid yeah. i was really showing how to do everything right uh, and then you know three days later i was fired so yeah sometimes you're training your replacement you don't even know it yeah well and the sad part there is it only took three days what's that say about what's that say about the complexity of the job if you can learn yeah it wasn't what it wasn't really a highly skilled gig um we have uh uh marlon vera on today and we also have uh brandon moreno what what an amazing what's some good what did you think for us of the uh i mean you know it was a majority draw and which kind of implies that with the point deducted all three judges uh, saw it in favor of Figueredo. And I was surprised that no one saw it in favor of Moreno. I, I, I had, I'm like, at least one guy's got to give it to Moreno. Well, you know, first of all, I try not to be biased because I work for the UFC, sure. but I love Mexican McLovin. He is one of my favorite, not fighters, but humans on this planet. Um, but I, I thought they got it right. Okay. I thought it was a draw with the point, um, you know, even though you know the we were talking moreno up because like they were saying he's doing amazing against this guy that's just been a wrecking ball but i thought like and i'm going to tell him this i thought it was like so close into the fifth round and he just he didn't do it he finished the fourth he won the fourth round uh i thought maybe he won what the 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 second and fourth uh, the third, I don't remember. I, I definitely think the the second and the fourth. And in the fifth, it just seemed like both guys slowed down a lot. You know, that's that's your advantage. When you have that chin and that cardio, that's when you have to push it, you know? And and I was just really, man, you know, it, it, they, they they got it right. That was what it, it was, what it was, yeah. right? I mean, it, it was, I was just like, fuck, I wanted to see him get one. But, uh, I mean, that cup kick was brutal. Did you agree with, and, and I want to ask, I think uh, Vera was tweeting during that, and he said something about dirty and good job ref. And I don't know if it was in reference to that that cup Ooh. kick and the point being taken. Did you think that they should have taken that, even though you have to count in, like, well, how could it affect the outcome of the fight? Yeah, which, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I have the rules in front of me and I'm not really sure where that is, but, um, you know, it, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, hey, it was the right call because of the impact it had. And then, it, you know, it was the first cup kick, but it was the second foul. The, the eye poke was pretty clear too. Oh, so. okay. You know, when he was on the, uh, on the ground and they said they thought he was going to throw up like that really, like I've seen a lot of groin kick, but that, that one I've, you yeah. felt like, yeah, as a guy, I've been kicking the balls before. That's a rough. Yeah. You know, I've been kicked on the balls a ton, but very few have done that to me. I, I have to think back to like high school football when like I had to be like helped off the field because, you know, who would wear a cup in high school? Football? Why would you wear a cup in high school? That'd be, I mean, just just other giant dudes run at you as fast as they can with a helmet on. You don't need And falling on you with their but, knees. I mean, I imagine you couldn't took knees yeah, on yeah, your yeah. balls and everything. So, so I've never been cup kicked in a UFC fight, but I have had somebody drop down as they're trying to pass my guard and drop their knee on my crotch. And I was like, oh my God, that, and, and yeah, I kind of looked the ref, like he just jumped yeah. me in the crotch. Uh, the same thing though, <clears throat> if you watch, 
Um, sometimes in that north-south position, you know, you think about your cup. You can actually smash your cup onto the opponent's yeah. face, right? And actually do damage with the cup. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. And then if you had like one of those, um, oh, what was his name? Shoney Carter cups. Yeah, I mean, it might kill. The is guy. that now? Is that legal? It's not illegal that I know of. I don't see it in the thing, but it should be illegal because that that's, you know, that's like a weapon. That's like a hard material. I don't know if they still let them wear metal cups. I always wore a metal cup. So, you know, you really get, you're breaking the arm in the metal cup. Is that why, um, the, I've heard it said it can be, if the cup is big enough, it can be used for leverage too in certain things? Yeah, in the arm bars. Yeah, but it, it's, they kind of round, so then you'll slip off and it becomes more difficult. Um, yeah. Brandon Moreno from yeah oh my god oh from two nights ago okay so he's like totally yeah, yeah. rested now yeah this is not yesterday he's had days like, yeah he's had days a day to recover from that fight the longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards the longest field goal ever missed also seventy six yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. P3 portable protein packs are a savory and crunchy combination of three dynamic sources of protein from meat, cheese, and nuts. Each P3 pack contains up to 13 grams of protein, and they come in great tasting combinations like turkey, almond, and Colby Jack. P3, three dynamic ways to fuel your day with protein-packed meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. Oh, here he is right here. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, Brandon. How are What's you? happening, my friend? Hey, boys. Hey. Nice to see you. <laughs> hey, great to see you, my friend. How you doing? Fine. A little bit swelling, but yeah, yeah. that's it. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still got that cute little baby face, though. It looks good. You. you look good. Thank Black you so much. Your character, yeah. <laughs> how's, how's that? Uh, how's your left shoulder? I... To be honest, Forrest, I feel all my uh, left arm yeah. like disaster, like my shoulder, uh -huh. my forearm, my I, even my bicep. I don't know why, but my my bicep hurts too. Yeah, but it's not too bad. It's just like yeah, sore where, right there. Where Where are you at now? You You home? Where's home? No, I'm still in Vegas. Actually, I I, I want to go uh, later to the PI to do uh, some PT. We yeah, well, let's get you evaluated. So, no, sorry, no, Jim, I, I just switched into my, I just switched hey. into my day job. We got to get you in. We get you evaluated. We tell you what's wrong with that shoulder. We get you, uh, smash you in some ice bath. You, it'll suck, but it'll feel so much better at the time. 
And then if you have to fly, man, the ice bath is, is just amazing. Yeah, do you do cryotherapy? Yeah, actually, do, do you do any of that stuff? Not, not yet, but I, I want I want to go to the performance later to, to do some PT. You know, I definitely need it. You know, my, my, my left arm, I feel like I need to put another one. Yeah. Everything, like shoulder, bicep, forearm. How did you feel about the result? Uh, I mean, it was uh, one of the best fights of the year, obviously. Um, did you feel that you had done enough to win the fight, or were you okay with uh, the majority draw? Ah, do I was do I was want to win the the fight? You know, obviously, I think uh, I do the necessary to get the the fight to get the victory. But I, I at the same time, I think it was my fault because I tried to to do a little bit more in the fifth round. Just my my left uh, shoulder uh, hurts too much in that moment, but. It is what it is. I mean, was a show notice for a, for both guys, for me and for um, Figueiredo. It was an amazing fight, uh, and right now I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for the result. Right now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And now I say the rematch is yeah, it coming. It has to. The rematch is coming. You get it? Yeah. That, I mean, that's the mentality, right? The rematch is coming. You'll get healthy. You'll get in there. Yeah. I was actually just telling Jim that that you know I had I had the fight so close, and then. You know, you just didn't do enough in the fifth round. I know it was that shoulder, but man, next time, you know, you, you got yes. two arms and you got two legs, you know, you had three more weapons. You should have been throwing. And you even, yes. your, your movement slowed down in that fifth too. That movement was so good at, at evading him. And yeah, I have to just stop you and say, what is your chin made out of? Like, what is, what do you, is it titanium? <laughs> steel? Like, what do you have in there? Right. Do you have like a I don't know? Because Figueredo is I mean he's real. Have, he, have you ever is that so the hard. is that the hardest you've ever been hit? Uh, I think yes. Yeah. I mean I, I have a fight against, for example, uh KKR France. He hit me in the first round. Yeah. Or um who more that was a great uh, fight as well, you and Kaikar France. Like uh, a few years before, I, I fought against Ryan Benoit, who's he he's a small but he puts yeah. hard. But now I, I think Figueiredo is he's real. He's the champion for one reason. But man, I sh I show to the people I can do more. You know, All, everybody uh, was talking about this fight, and anybody get yes. Well, what impressed me, Brandon, is not only did you take those shots. But your facial expression never changed. You never looked worried or panicked. You were just like, oh, okay, yep, okay. My turn. I'm going to hit you now. You know, that, that, and that's so, I mean, that's not even something you can teach, right? That's just in you to, to take a shot like that. And then, you know, you, you smile and flip your hands up and then go right back at him. I thought, you know, it, it's really fun to watch. And it's also a little <laughs> depressing because I'm like, oh, my God, what? why didn't I do stuff like that? Why? Why couldn't I? I would be like, oh, my God, that hurts my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and obviously, I saw, like, a few highlights of the fight, and a lot of punches looks very impressive. To be honest, I feel, I mean, he moved my body, but sometimes the punches give to him yeah. or here or here, no. you know? But, I mean, I know the punch was hard and he moved my body and looks, like, very impressive. Did the people. fact that um, that they made, uh, that they fought, Alex Perez got the shot last time, um, and a lot of people thought that, you know, no disrespect to Alex, but a lot of people thought that you were next in line. 
Um, did that motivate you a little bit more? I mean, knowing that you had to go one extra fight with Royval to, to get this? Um, in the moment, yes. You know, I was angry. I, I was very mad with the, uh, not with the company, with all, I mean, I was very mad with the situation, you know, because I feel I deserved the, the fight before than Alex Perez. But I think this is the most important part of my my life and my, my mentality. I, I'm always focused on the present, you know. I'm always, always focused on what happened right now. And in that moment was, you know, Brandon Roybo. And in the moment when UFC gives me the fight for the title, my mind was completely focused in, in the... Was there ever a moment when you got kicked? As far as now, we're just talking about groin shots. And you you really reacted to that. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen a fighter in as much pain as you appeared to be in. Uh, was there a moment where you thought you might not be able to continue? Or did you know that you were going to be all right? No, nah, oh. never, never, never. But never, but I think it's my first time when the, the, the refs say, like, hey, you can take a moment. It's, I, it's my first time when, when I say, like, okay, I need this moment. Just <laughs> yeah. give me a second and we can do it. <laughs> Oh God! Was Figueredo exactly what you expected him uh, to be, um, or, or was when you're actually in in there with him? Did because he's a big guy. I mean, he's he came in uh, probably a lot heavier. Uh, how did you feel uh, when you actually were with him? Was it what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, actually, my, my weight last night, last fight, those that last fight was like one thirty six or one thirty seven. I feel Figueroa like in 145, maybe. I don't know. And he's he's huge. He's yeah. big. He's yeah. a big guy. And he's, he has no body fat. That's all muscle. All muscle. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. All muscle. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be like uh, arrogant. But I don't know. I uh, I expect like more power. You know, like you know. I think because everybody was talking about him, like man, he's. He's amazing. He's a superstar. He's everything. He's the next superstar of the company. You know, I, in that moment, I, I mean, I was very nervous and I was scared, you know, obviously nothing else matters. I, I wanted, I wanted to get the title. So I don't care. So I, I need to fight against him. Well, and that's a good point in the clinch. You were physically as strong as him when he, in that first round, he went for that big takedown. You went to the fence, you, you, popped your hips back, you dug your underhooks, and you you turned him around. To me, I was like, oh, okay. You know, now we're in for a fight. Like, he couldn't just, he couldn't muscle you in the clinch. And in fact, it was you that, that were getting the takedowns in those scrambles. And you had the one where you stopped his takedown and then reversed it and turned it into your own takedown. That, that I mean, that was like, you know, as an MMA coach, you're like, yes, do that, do that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've just, I, I was expecting like a little bit more, you know, like more power, like, and again, well, I think, I think yeah. it was because for no, all I the think, people talking about him. I think you're just, um, one, you have, he has, does have a ton of power. You just have an amazing chin and you're tough. And like you said, you were always getting your hand up. So when those shots landed, those hooks landed, your hand was at least in the way to provide some cushion. Um, the other thing is, I don't know if he's like strong, right? So there's different types of strength and you got that, you know, Actually, you can be strong in that clinch, whereas he's just going to explode one or two times and, and you're more like that, that, you know, stamina strength, right? Because uh, obviously, you know about this for us, uh, a lot of people, I mean, this is strong, uh, his body, he can, you know, 
leave like a lot of weight or something like that. But or another guy just has the, the touch, the touch of the dead, you know, mm -hmm. has power in his hands. Yeah. I think that is the, the situation with Figueredo. He, I mean, he's not really powerful, just has power yeah. in his hands. I think that, that is the correct uh, situation. Do you think a set, the fact that he cut weight twice too in, in such a short period of time uh, might? You mean wait? Do you mean the exact same period that Moreno cut weight weight twice? In the yeah, exact yeah. Same I, I'm just saying. Do you, do you think that maybe like that affects different guys differently too? Like it may have uh, it may have depleted him a little bit because you have to fight him again. Obviously, I think the next fight for either of you should be each other. I mean, I don't, I don't want to see anything right. but that. And I'm wondering, do you think that had anything yeah. to do with him not being as strong as he might have been, or do you think that was he was at full strength? No. I don't, Jim, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that question from him because the, the power was still there, right. you know, in the punches and the kicks, right? So I think it's just, you know, a type of wrestling strength, right? And I, for example, in, in personal, it, it cut away like uh, very, uh, very fast. It helped me too much. This last cut away was easier than really? the last one. You know, the last one was hard. This one against Figueroa was easy. I, I, I needed to cook just like four pounds. Yeah. And the last one I needed to cook eight. So what is it in that point? In another way, may, I mean, I, I try to stay focused on me because I do the same the same stuff just like Figueroa. If, if uh, he wants to, to be the, the champion, he needs to prove that uh, he can make way, every, um, you know, whatever the, uh, he wants. Yeah, and I, I got to see you do it a little bit, Brandon, and, and you stayed disciplined and you didn't get... Um, you didn't let yourself get too heavy. And that's a good question. When did they offer you the fight? Like, because you just fought, what, three weeks ago. When did they, how did they offer you that fight? How did that come about? <laughs> For us, I mean, obviously I'm a professional athlete and I'm, this, I'm trying to be always very disciplined. But at the same time, I'm a human being, brother. And I remember after the fight, I went to the house of my manager and I was, I mean, I was, I was eight, you know, he, uh, eating food with my, with my people. Actually, I drink uh, one beer. Uh, but then, like, after 10 minutes after the fight between Figueredo and Alex Perez, um, Jason, Jason comes with me with his cell phone and says, hey, I have Miguel in, in the cell phone. He want to wanna know if you can fight in two weeks. Like, damn. I mean, I'm ready. I don't have any, I, I don't have any injuries. I'm healthy. I'm in I'm shape. Let's go. Let's do this. Just put that beer right down. <laughs> that is a dude. That is a cool story, man. Right? So like you just uh, just took a shower, just starting to eat. They're like, hey, by the yeah. way, can, can you fight the champ in three weeks? And you said, hell yeah, because that's who you are. Man, imagine the. I mean, is the was the opportunity of my life? Was a drive? Was an amazing? I mean, everything changed after that fight, and I, I live. And I'm trained every day, and I wake up um, early every day for this kind of moment. And I do think the next fight should be between you two. Like, I, I don't want to see any interim fights, or I, I don't want to see you against anybody else, or Figueroa against anybody else. It's like uh, Wonder Boy and, and, and Woodley. I, I think when they fought uh, that first war, I think the next fight that either one of them had was against each other, Forrest. I don't know if you remember or not, but, but that's kind yeah, of... Was. That should be was. the immediate yeah, rematch, exactly. should, should be you two. Well, yes. I mean, it's a draw, right? Yeah, the first one, the first one was draw, and the second one, I think, uh, Tyron Woodley won. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, after the draw, you got to you got to rematch. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, 
Well, I'm really happy for you, man. And uh, the fact that you guys both came off of fights and then three weeks later, you go into a five round war um, was because you came off relatively fast. Uh, not, not that the Roy Val win was an easy win. Uh, did you feel his arm go? Like, uh, did you know that he was as hurt as badly as he was? Or did you not know until the fight was stopped? Um, uh, for example, in the, in the fourth round, I, I feel he was like, he was, um, he was damaged too much in the fourth yeah. round. I throw two more, two more punches um, and I feel very comfortable. You know, I started start in the, the fifth round, my my shoulder and all my arms start to go go down, you know. But yeah, the four round, I feel like a Figueroa was like very damaged. Right. Well, I, I mean, uh, I'm thinking of Royval. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm talking about better uh, Royval in that in that fight when his when his shoulder popped. Did, did you know he was hurt as badly as he was, or did you not know till it was stopped? Sorry, I probably should have said that. Um, to be very honest, um, I, I, I don't. I, in that moment, I don't knew about uh, the. The shoulder of rival. Obviously, I feel he go start go uh, down. You know, like a, like a more like sealing his body. I take his uh, hips and I start punching, and then I obviously when I finish the fight, I saw his face and he take his arm. Like, oh damn it! But man, a lot of guys ask me about about this. You know, about the shoulder of Brandon Royal, but but. Uh, before that, I mean, I'm trying to stay focused on what, what happened oh, before yeah. that. I was dominating yeah. the field. I was dominating the ground. Yeah. And I, that's why I feel like a, like a winner. Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, no. And, and there's actually a moment when he kind of, he doesn't defend himself. And you look up at the ref and he doesn't like do anything. And you just hit him a couple more times. He, it, it's because you're so nice. You know, you were like, wait, this, what's this guy doing? You, do you yeah, think... How, I, yeah, gotta, I hear like a, his scream a little bit, like, uh, like uh, I feel like, oh, what happened? Like, yeah, the ref was like, let's go. Okay. I, oh, yeah, did you I think it might be a verbal job, tap? Right? When, you, when you first heard that, did you, did you think that was a, a, a verbal tap or no? Maybe. I mean, I, I think the referee wants to watch more of Brandon Royal, give, give, them the, uh, give him the opportunity to do something. Better but first, he yeah. was... That, you know? Yeah, that definitely was. Uh, I mean, it was it was clearly a win. Uh, I was just wondering if you knew that. If sometimes guys can feel it when somebody else is really fucked up, and sometimes they can't tell until after how bad. And we're we're interviewing uh, Marlon Vera next, and uh, I definitely want to talk about the O'Malley. You know, it's got to yeah. be nice when you when you can see somebody's injury like that. That's just got to be such a great because you know what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and the, the Chito against O'Malley, he he do the. Uh, the the correct thing, you know, he threw the 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 kick very well. Something happened with the with the leg of O'Malley, but just Chito Perez capitalized the, the the fight, and that's it. Brandon, I have kind of an off-topic question. You are the nicest guy for anybody who doesn't know you. I've really enjoyed being around you. <laughs> how the, the hell did you get into being a professional cage fighter? Like, how did that happen? Because you're so nice. Like. Did you get bullied or something? Like, what? Why are you? Why did you just wander into the gym? You know, in what is it, Entrum Gym, and just be like, oh, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna become a professional fighter. I I don't know. For us, I I don't have for example, my parents or my family in general in the past they don't have like a history of in the sports or nothing yeah. like that. 
I'm just start this sport, you know, because I wanted to do something when I was a, a kid. I had uh, 12 years old when I started in this sport. Uh-huh. Uh, and everything started because I wanted to do some exercise, you know, after the school. Uh, I remember my first sparring was uh, against uh, a kid 10 years old. Uh, he beat me badly, badly. But I started to love the sport in that moment, you know, like feel like the pressure, the, the punches in my face, like, man, this You're is alive. amazing. You're alive. I, I, yeah, yeah. I start to go to the school, you know, to the middle school, to high school. But with the past of the years, I feel like I like, you know, I wanted to be a professional fighter. And I remember after the development program of the GFC for Latin America, the first one, I was there in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I, I all my all my my teammates went to the, the Ultimate Fighter Latin America, the first season. Yeah. No, but not me because I was very young, young, uh, younger. Was I was young, and UFC take me to my house again. But I, when I go back to my house, I say like, no, I need to do something in this sport. And then I start to fight uh, outside to the UFC in a local promotion in Arizona, make the, the, a record, a good record. And you actually give me the opportunity to go to the, the ultimate fighter. Well, there wasn't, you weren't bullied. That was a good question too. Like, uh, but was there a lot of fighting where you grew up or kids in the neighborhood fighting a lot and you just knew you had to do it? No, because I think they was like a little bit scared because I, I me, I was like, I was like very happy, like very normal. But I, 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 I had like friends who trained like with me like one or two months and, and watch me in the gym, what I can do, you know? But at the same time, I was a very happy kid, a very happy guy. And maybe that was like crazy for them, you know, like make some, you know, like it was scared or something like that. Well, did it tap into something you didn't know you had? Because, you know, a lot of guys get into fighting for, you know, because, again, they grew up in an area where there's a lot of fighting or they got older brothers who beat the shit out of them. You're this happy guy. And now all of a sudden you're fighting. Did, did when you started getting hit in the gym, did all of a sudden, did a part of you open up that you weren't aware of? Um, sorry, again, I don't understand. Sorry. Did it, um, when you started going to the gym and you started getting hit, did it show you a part of yourself that you didn't know was there? I guess, I think definitely, you know, is that, I mean, because right now I'm talking with you. I think I'm talking with you first and. I, you know, I'm trying to be like happy, like like a very humble guy. Uh, 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 I try. I'm always trying to be educated. But other guy right now is going to the to the octagon to fight. You know, it's not me because in the past I feel like I I was very relaxed in my fights. You know, like uh, I was trying to submit in the first round. If if and if that not doesn't happen, I feel like a very frustrated. But right now, I don't care. I, I I just want to make damage in my opponent. And I think, like you say, bro, that part sh- showed me who I really am. It, it showed you who you really are. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but, it, it, hey, look, you made it work for it. A lot of guys find that out and wind up doing something bad with it. You you took it and, you know, you make this in- incredible life for yourself. So it worked out. Yes, yes, you know. And... Uh, Right, right now, I, I think I'm really good at doing what I do, you know, like uh, fighting, fighting for life, fighting for my for my children. And then 
in my life gives me a lot of uh, motivation. You know, my family, my kids. Three. I have three kids right now. I'm very young. I have I have a uh, 27 years old, but I have too much experience now. <laughs> I have a complete family. I need to to do everything for my by myself, and that gives me another perspective of, of the life. Well, that fight was. Uh... Are you are you done having yeah. kids? That's all. That's all. Yes, boy, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. The, the goal. <laughs> they don't get cheaper. They get more expensive. Three's enough. Yeah, man, every single kid is too expensive. You know, if if one of them feels uh, sick, like in one or two days, all the kids feel sick. You know, and you need to go to the doctor and pay too much. I don't know. It's so much. <laughs> well, look, brother, it's, uh, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I know everyone is looking forward to this rematch whenever it happens. Um, but the, you know, congratulations on an incredible fight. I mean, really, uh, definitely a contender for fight of the year. And if it's not fight of the year, it's, it's one of the top three or four. It was an amazing night. And uh, I can't wait to see the rematch. Hey, Brandon. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you Brandon. Hey, what, what time do you want to go to the PI? Uh, I actually my my manager put a, 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 a an appointment at 10, 10 a.m. I think so, okay. but I can't go, so I need to talk with Corey to change my 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 schedule my my time. Okay, right. I'll <laughs> let him know. I'll let him know. Just have your manager reach out whenever you're ready, man. Okay, thank you All so right. much for it. Nice to see you, man. Take sure. care. Thank you, guys. Right, have a good day. Maybe see you first. <laughs> Hey, Jim, this is great. I can get a little of my day job done. It was funny. I'm going to go in. I'm actually going to go in and reschedule this right now. Like, oh, yeah, he, Brandon's not going to make it. Let's reschedule. He is a nice guy, too. I've never, you know, some guys I meet Uh virtually for the first time. What a a nice dude. But I'm always interested in in what, what gets somebody you know, especially when their personality is so different. Some guys, you go, all right, yeah, that guy fights. That's weird. Like Mike Perry, nobody is surprised that Mike Perry Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, or that Mike Perry would have fought whether or not it was professionally. Um, I want to talk to about, about uh, Tony Ferguson against Oliveira. Um, oh my God! I, I mean, Oliveira. What do you think is with 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 Tony? I mean, a great fight against Gaethje. He loses the fight, but now this was to be dominated that way. I mean, I don't think anybody expected to see Ferguson ever dominated that way. Is that just a bad night, or do you think that makes a guy question? Hey, do I still have what I need here? Well, I mean. You know, those losses like Gaethje, they take a toll, but it, it wasn't, you know, it was more like, it was even like the grappling, right? It was the grappling and wrestling. Tony Ferguson got out-wrestled. Not just, So I thought that Tony would be okay. I, Oliver, such a stud, but I thought Tony would be okay because he could at least stop him from taking him down. But, but I think the real story is Oliveira, He's had so much potential for so long. Oh, shit. He just lived up to it. He just, like, realized it, you know? he uh, In the Kevin Lee fight, you were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, that's good. And then, you know, apparently the six wins before that he's had, or seven, however many. But, you know, man, I remember, I think, when he was fighting at 45, and he was, he was fighting um, Jeremy Stevens. And I was like, dude, if this dude, he's so good. Like, he's so good, you know? Um, it just like when it was that little bit of cardio push, that little push between winning a close fight and losing a close fight, he didn't have it. Now it's like, man, that looks like a guy that could challenge Khabib, yeah. Connor, Poirier. That looked like, I mean, 
just take Tony out of the equation. What you saw out of Oliveira, and it's consistent with what you've seen. I remember seeing the betting lines and seeing that Oliveira was a slight underdog. And I was thinking, I, you know, obviously I can't legally bet, but I was thinking if I could, that's they got it wrong on that one. They usually get it right, but I was like, man, they got it wrong on that one. Yeah, I guess, I, and I, I'm really like, I, I always think like, well, guys like Ali Ferguson is probably not going to lose two fights in a row. But then again, I think like, well, no, Junior's not going to lose three in a row. Like, I, I always think that guys on that level are not going to lose more than a couple of fights uh, in a row. JDS, no, it's a bad matchup for JDS. A heavyweight if you're, you know, it's it just, and, and that guy, uh, you know, the, the French kid, he's just Cyril Gagne. so good. Oh my God. He moves like an 85er, you know, he, 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 I mean, He's, he's ridiculously big and, and fast. And, you know, I, I tried to tell the guy um, the other day, it was like, you're too big to move as quick as you do. Can you slow down a little bit? It's not, it's not called for. You're not, the, you're not an NFL linebacker. Stop moving like that. Calm it down, you know? Who do you think they match him up with against? I mean, he's funny. He was, he's been talking about Nganu, but, I mean, I think that's a ways off. But who, who do you think they match him up against next? I mean, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I'm not looking at the rankings right now because I'm sending that work email. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying try to send an email. Uh, but but uh, man, like Hardy. I mean, I know he's fighting. Uh, he's fighting Tybora. Oh no, 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 no. I I don't think. I mean, if you're still trying to build Hardy, you don't put him in there with that guy. No. Don't who look and then you know it becomes like I I think he's a guy you can build and make an international superstar, um you know, so he, really anybody above him right he's just going to start picking people off he's a bad dude yeah he is um I, you know a guy that would give him trouble is who's the big uh, Curtis Blades a good wrestler right that, that that's a guy that that's the bad matchup everybody else as far as punching and kicking. Oh, who's the guy, the last guy to knock JDS out? Um, it wasn't in Ganu. It was, yeah. uh, hmm. Do we not have, do we not have a magic person on a, on a computer Hold here? On, I'll check, I'll check for you right now. We should, we should have, oh, Rosenstrike. Oh, Rosenstrike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the matchup. We just found it. That's the matchup. The matchmaker, that would be an amazing fight. That can be a main event of a fight card, you know? Yeah. Um, although, uh, you know, Curtis Blades, as, as much as he is a tremendous wrestler, everyone thought he was going to give Ngannou a hard time too. And it's like, you know, I guess you got to get to somebody to, to get him down. And, and maybe, maybe a guy like Francis just taking one punch is too much, but with certain guys you can take a shot or two if you have to, to get in. Um, but yeah, Ngannou was very impressive. Again, I'd like to see him fight some higher ranked guys. Um, Cause some guys come in and they, you know, they're undefeated until they're not. Uh, who's the, who's the guy? And I really like this guy too. Uh, Tai Tuivasa. Um, I think. Yeah, at one well, point. His, yeah, but, but his style didn't lend itself well to, to, you know, he's like a Mark Hunt guy. I have an amazing chin and I have some power coming back at you, but Tuivasa, I mean, and I don't even know how you do your job without getting beat up by fighters, but he fights like a guy that fights to entertain people. He does not fight or show the skill set or start to mix in wrestling like a guy that, hey, I'm going to be champion of the world. If I fight another striker, I'm going to be able to off balance them with takedowns, et cetera, right? You know, and, and that's kind of more, you know, yeah. He's the fun guy to watch, you know? And he, that's the way he fights. Cyril Gunn, uh, 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 Derek Lewis, that fight doesn't suck. Oh, 
yes, that's that's a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's who's Derek Lewis fighting Didn't now? Didn't he just have a fight cancel or am I crazy? There's so many fights out every weekend. Oh, it was, yeah, some, yeah. Some, was it was it him or who is he supposed to fight? Um I I Blade. Curse yes, Blades. And he Blades tested positive, fight. right? Yeah. And then Blades had COVID. Yes, thank you. I'm I'm so glad. See, I knew that this show had enough budget to have a, a, a magic person with the internet. Because I don't like I, my memory took a break like five years yeah. ago and it's still like on that break it hadn't come my back memory yet. sucks too dude and, and it's hard because there's so many different fights so many different every weekend there's fights and also there's so many things you know, like i'm when's the last time a guy fought for a championship three weeks apart it's like you know fucking ray robinson fighting jake lamata in the 40s like that, oh, that's yeah, the yeah, schedule yeah. those guys kept and yeah. every and, and there's so many guys that aren't like kevin holland five fights this year um, oh. he was supposed to fight uh, yeah. Hermanston and Vittori is supposed to fight Jacare and they switch opponents. It's crazy. Yeah, no. Well, you know, and I and I think um you give Kevin Holland some props because he's been calling for good yeah. people all yeah. year. I know the the caliber of people he'd beaten up until Jacare, who's past his prime, was not amazing, but he's been saying, Let me fight these guys, let me fight the Hermanson. Nobody nobody calls out, let me fight Hermanson. And and then he had a great you know, quote, he's like, it's been an amazing year, everything short of being Batman, but I am fighting the Joker. So maybe I am Batman, you know, and I was like, Oh, that's it. That dude, man, if you can tolerate him, that dude is just, I mean, he's just on a hundred percent of the time. I would like to actually spend a little more time with him and see if he ever like, you know, but you know, like he's ever calm or quiet or anything, but Man, he he's got my vote for fighter. I, I love him, and, and we've had him on a couple of times. He's a very, very. Uh, and the thing we like about him is it's so organic. Like, and he talks in a way that most fighters don't. Like, most guys don't. And I think he, in a way, took Jacare out of it because Jacare actually engaged him verbally, and it was like he's not saying talking shit. He's actually going, "Oh, that was that hurt. Right. That was good." Like, it, it's very disarming. Oh I'm yeah, sure. yeah. And Jacare seemed to get Ooh, pulled out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who the fuck? Ooh, that was a nice yeah, I dreamed about yeah. this. I dreamed. Who's ever said that to Jacare in the cage? And then he tried to almost engage back, and, and I think it hurt him. Uh, it might have taken him out of his mental place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And w let's talk about that technique, you know, because I, I work with uh, you know biomechanists and sports physiologists and people that can explain that technique to you. But what he did there was he kicked his right leg backwards generating the momentum to swing his gigantic long arm up and land it right on Jacare's chin, like right on the button. Dude, that is, that's, that's crazy talk. Like to, you know, he never practiced yeah. that. He just has such a good feel of his body that he knows when he kicks his foot back, that, that creates that kind of momentum and force, you know, and just like, if you look at like the 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 physiology and the the scientific bits or what not even physiology what is it uh, where where things move yeah anyway the the guy will tell me wait later. the things that but move the physics the physics, physics. of it the <laughs> physics of it yes when you look at the physics of it that's what makes it so amazing and he's just so free in his mind and, and I think that's because he doesn't have any reservations or anxieties he's just a hundred percent free to just flow and be in that kind of that state in that moment. Yeah, he's not afraid of, uh, and it's it's like certain guys who are really great actors. They're not afraid of making mistakes. We're not afraid of being embarrassed. And I and I think we talked to him about that too, because I, I know I mean there's a physical element, but the idea is he's not afraid of saying something and looking bad. He's just not afraid of that. 
And so like he's very, very free. Um, I mean, a fight I'd love to see him have. I would love to see him against Uriah Hall. I'd love to see him, uh, again, Adesanya's a ways off. But I would love to see him against Uriah Hall. That's the matchup I would like to see. That's, I mean, that's a really, that's got a lot of potential to be a amazing yeah. fight. And it looks like we have uh, Marlon Vera yeah. ready fighting uh, Jose Aldo, co-main event um, this weekend. Yeah, this Saturday. Hey, my man, what's happening? There he is. Hey, bro, how are you, Forrest? I'm great, man. I'm great. It's great to see you. you got the uh, you got the top completely shaved, and you're letting the beard go a little bit. You you keeping this for fight? Yeah, uh, uh, I I I've been I've been shaving for the last couple of weeks, and feels just better. Oh, well, actually, I I I have a little shirt, and I dyed it kind of white blonde. But yeah, it's no. so, Do you shave it because a bit it, of it's now? Because for me, I'm losing it, so I keep it really short before right. it goes. Like I'm just making it like it's my idea to get rid of it. So, are you kind of uh, losing it, or do you just like it shorter? Um, I like it shorter. I don't think I'm losing yet, but I'm about to start. I see some, you know, it's got easy, but it's 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 really yeah. small. It's been like that for the last year, but you know. You I'm good, guessing you're gonna good. go sometimes. So I saw you. I saw you like a month ago. You had a good head of hair. You're fine. You're fine. It, it might be that dye. That dye might be killing your roots. Who knows? That's true. I, I I've been dying a lot for. It's just the quarantine when I'm bored. So I just I just dye my hair and train. <laughs> the the only time I think I dyed my hair, well, a couple times, but one was just in the uh, in the Ultimate Fighter house, just because there was nothing else to do. I was like, I'll just dye my what hair. What color? Who, who me? Yes. What color did you do the, it? The, the the uh the bottle had a blonde guy on it, but my hair turned bright red. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's an operator error there. The crazy thing is, like, um, uh, last year I had I had like long hair, and then as soon as we started quarantine, I started getting bored and I shaved my head and started dying every two weeks. You just you want to mix it up so, a little bit. You get sick of seeing the same. So do you have do you do you hate routine? Like um, do you need to mix things up when you're training, or or do you not do well with routine? Yeah, I I I'm actually probably that's why because I'm always changing. Like for example, for cardio, I I either do like a long run, like half marathon, but then the next week I would do mountain bike, and then the next week I will swim. And then, like for training, for actual training, it's kind of a similar routine. But the, all my coaches, they kind of like decide what to do. But like for for my endurance, it's always rot rotation of something really hard. Like I, I never I stick to one thing because, you know, if you run too much, then you got really good cardio, but then you start getting weaker. But you know, yeah, yeah. a little a little less stronger. That's why I mountain bike to get my legs super strong and the squat really heavy. But I'm really like when it's about endurance and physical strength, it's always a rotation for me. And that's easier mentally right. too, right? Because you without you're not gonna get bored of the same stuff. It's hard to get bored when you do over 13 miles. Yeah, you know, I've never done I've never done here. over one mile. So I wouldn't know what that's like, but I imagine it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually love it, man. Like my 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 strength coach actually like asked me to kind of ah. stop that long slow, close slow right? down yeah but yeah um, no, I mean, that's just a, yeah that there's there's no uh how long does it take you to to run 30 miles 26 miles whatever um, 13 
my la, la, last my last 13 mile was last week and i did it in a little bit under two hours okay that i mean that is impressive but your fight is 15 minutes there's a lot of adjustments in between but the long distance for me is just for actually it's like surfing i surf i surf almost every day it's just a stress relief. I just get my mind out of everything and I'm focused on that little thing. And I start planning my my my, my how my, I want to fight, what I want to do in the fight. I see the good situation. Also, you got to keep it honest. I like to see the bad situations and just like feel comfy with it, uh, accepting everything. And and when I'm done running, I'm like, oh, I feel better. So that that's what I do. It. It's just It's just mentally good. You, yeah, no, you, you replay fights or play out fights in your head, right? Strategies, positions. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Oh, that is, yeah. I see a lot of people only thinking about the good, like, oh, okay, I'm going to go walk him down, knock him out. I see a little bit of, like, damage on me. I see myself struggling. I see myself in a really bad position. And then when I'm fighting, I'm not surprised where the fight goes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just fighting. It's a fight. Anything can happen. I keep it real. You, do you yeah. ever get to a thing where I you start it. analyzing something and you start going through those possibilities in your head and then you start thinking of something bad that could happen and then it starts to actually happen when you're fighting and does your mind ever switch to a fuck, this is what I was worried about or are you just grateful that you thought it through first? Is it, it, it totally opposite. I'm just like, okay, see, this could happen now. What what do you do from here? Like how you readjust because everybody have a game plan everybody have a, a perfect plan everybody have a something on mind but you know it's fighting sometimes shit just goes sideways and you gotta uh, dig deep and adjust and the the best fighters are the ones that are able to adjust in the fly you know it's easy to go in there you know and just ko the guy first round for for the first 10 fights but there will be a guy that will take you deeper that will take your punches will take your you two and they will have a good defense and then you gotta like, okay, I gotta change things. And those are the guys that are gonna get to the top and stay there longer. So I'm always thinking that there's a possibility for everything and there's a chance for everything. So I turn really hard, but there's not really too much I can control when I'm in there besides me staying really strong during yeah. the whole. Yeah, I mean, in the end, you only control what's in your own mind. That's a, that's a great point. Hey, where are you at? It looks like beautiful there. Where the hell do you live? Um, uh, me and my wife, we've, for the last six months, we've been working a lot in the house. Let me show you. Uh, where I turned in, how I turned this thing. Oh, here. Wait, where, where do you live though? Where is this? In California, Costa Mesa. Oh that's yeah, my, that's, that's why it's so garden. damn expensive. That's it's my like... garden out there. Oh we my build, me, and my, me and my friend built this deck. Of course, the sauna. I bought it. My oh, wife my, put all those awesome. plants. Is that that's a wood awesome. sauna? That's a wood sauna. Oh, yeah. you. And then that, this is my swing. Nice this is my swing. This is where I sit down and just and just make my mind and and think about the good things. My dog is over there. My Traeger grill, where I make the best steaks yes. out there. <laughs> We've been working. We've been working hard for 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 all this, and yeah. I'm trying to keep the hard work because all these when, things came with. With, with 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 sacrifices and sweat so i will never forget what bring me here when quarantine's over you have to have a little uh gathering that looks amazing man that's very oh, cool i i you can come anytime bro 
I'm going to. I just, I'm gonna. I recorded that, and then I'll just show up and be like, "What's on the trigger, bro? What you got? What's yeah, on the trigger? Come, uh, make good stuff teach, in there. Teach me how to surf. I, I will. Hey, I actually have a longboard here for you. Well, that's one thing that probably wasn't affected by the, by uh, quarantine and all that stuff, right? Is surfing? I mean, is are, was there any problem doing that, or because that seems like a solo activity? It was. It was the. It was. I was surfing the whole time. Like, I didn't. There was like like the the first three four weeks of COVID. People were people were freaked out. Like we don't actually really knew what was going on. But besides that, I was just like, you know, fuck it. I was I was doing a lot of running and surfing because the gym were closed, everything were closed. So I kind of like readjust. I I put a treadmill, a Versa climber on the garage, hang a couple bags, and I was I was actually training more than when things are normal because I was stuck at home the whole day. So. I was doing like one training in the morning, rest, then go run, then come back, then lift weights, then come play with the kids, then go surfing. And since it was like that, I was like even doing more. By the time they come for a fight, I was like, oh, I'm in perfect shape to go. Like yeah, I was, I was awesome. training because there was there was one thing I saw during during quarantine. I see a lot of people like drinking or just chilling, staying home. I was like, this is the wrong time to create bad yeah. habits. I was like. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, keep pushing hard so by the time things go, goes back to a little back to normal, I'm going to be like nothing happened. And that's as you keep it up. Uh, you're a stud. You're a stud. I went the other way and I used it as an excuse just to sit and just eat, drink, watch TV. It's oh, great. I was grinding, dude. <laughs> I was pushing myself. I, I was actually like pushing too much. I was I was running almost every day 30 miles because I was bored. But it was, it was that or eating cookies yeah, and yeah. i and i will never do that i was eating drinking my green juice eating good eating good stuff and i was like okay i'm it, it's time to keep it up and not create and, and you fixed the backyard you know, up right? and you did all the stuff that you wanted to do in the house which is like you'll always look at the pandemic and go all right i got something extra done that i probably wouldn't have done so one of my friends is a garden master i did the garden with him like now my plants are huge then my other friend is a carpenter. We built that deck. We built doors. We did a lot of stuff. And then, like, for stuff I don't know how to do, like, painting the house or fixing the floors, I was like, it's a perfect time to do it. Uh, so I, I did a lot in the house. I, I had a time. So, you know, when we bought this house, it wasn't that pretty. But, you know, me and my wife, we got it pretty. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What are you growing in the garden? I've never had a garden. I, I don't do well with things with bugs. Oh, I have lemongrass, oregano, cilantro, um, like three, three or four types of cabbage. I have tomatoes. I have uh, bell peppers, jalapenos, um, all the stuff I make my teas. I have thyme. I have rosemary, uh, blueberries, raspberries oh, wow. growing up. Oh, I Mexican have a, tea. That's yeah, awesome. I, I'm eating... I'm eating good and I'm eating from my party, which make me even more happy. Like my salads, everything came from there. So awesome. I, my, my diet is very, very, very clean and strict the whole year. So I, I enjoy, I really enjoy that. Like having that. Like now just watching my plants make me happy. They're, 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 they're big, they're healthy. My dog, he knows he cannot touch that because then he's, it will go away. <laughs> so you enjoy the garden you, you like it like you actually like going out there and, and cultivating it and working on it and i love it i love it take my shoes off fill the fill the ground and just like every day water it like 
take all the 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 the, the stuff I don't want in there with my hands, and it's just like it's it's awesome, you know. It's, it's very healthy, and there's no box in there, and organic, clean, whatever. That's you gotta beautiful. put the best in your body to perform. That's right. It was speaking of, I mean, what what are your thoughts going into fighting? You know, Jose Jose Aldo. You, uh, I mean, surely you grew up watching him, right? I I did grew up watching him, but never make him like an idol or somebody I look up because it was. I knew, like, I knew, like, at some point I'm gonna make it to UFC, and he's a guy close to my wife. So, I was never like, you know, like, I, I, I love, much, a lot of my friends are like, they will like die for him. Like, I'm like, I don't die for no man. So, like, it's 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 a great opportunity. I'm happy to fight somebody like that because beating a guy like that will put me where I wanna be. But he's ranked seven. I'm yeah, pretty, yeah, he's ranked yeah. seven. That's pretty awesome. I'm gonna that's take a, that spot and. And climb, and I'm excited, man. I I turn my ass off for this fight, like I do for any other fight. And when the cage is locked, it's not about who the guy is or who what he did. It's about me beating him, and you know I'm willing. I'm willing to go as deep as the fight goes to win this fight. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. You know, you're not fighting a legend. You're you're, you're realistically not sound like a jerk, but you're not fighting that guy from five six years ago that was smashing everybody. You know. Uh, he's on a three-fight yeah. losing streak, but I still feel like that might make him dangerous. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm with you. When, when you put when, when you put any type of person or animal against the wall, and they're like they know it's life or death, they're gonna fight back. So I'm not I'm not going in there thinking like, oh, this is gonna be easy. I'm the shit. I never think like that. I'm always think there's a chance. I always think there's a puncher's chance. I know, and I always think there's. Anybody can either out grapple or out punch you. So I never think I'm I'm better than I am. That's why I train so hard and I always make make and find ways to just be better and stay sharp. So when they when they close a cage, I'm I'm not gonna fuck around and I'm gonna go in there and try to to hurt the guy. Hey, I should know this, but what gym do you train at? Um, I, I, I do, um, Jason Parillo, uh, Ruka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Ruka. We've yeah, been, yeah. We've, we've been doing for a very long time already. And then, of course, uh, I, when I moved to California, I started at Oyama. So I, I still going and training there with Alex Perez and, and all those guys. Like, he's one of my best friends. And, of course, calling Oyama has been helping me a lot. And then, you know, I got my Jiu-Jitsu coach, I got my strength coach and my wrestling coach. But those are like the, like, in one place you go and get my... My boxing good, my mind good, and then in their place, it was I get all my heart sparring and stuff. All right, well, listen, co-main nice. event nice. this uh, this Saturday, great fight, and, and and like you both said, he's, Jose Aldo coming off three. I mean, he's dangerous at, at any time, but so are you. So uh, you know, him coming off a three-fight losing streak, uh, you know, he's got to deal with you now. Yeah, we both got to deal with each other, you know. Like, and this is how I see it. Is is like, is my chance to prove myself and. Like, not to really to prove myself, but just to get what I want. You know, you be number seven, you become number seven, and then you're, you're, you're a fight away for, for, for the title. But in the other side, it's, it's a chance of him to beat the guy that is coming up and kind of, like, let know the division. Like, he kind of is still doing something so he can go back and fight somebody ahead in the ranking. So it's a chance for both guys, and I'm not playing games here. Marlon, it's good talking to you again. And um, Forrest just disappeared. I'm sure he's coming back. Ah, uh, here he is. Thanks for coming on, and uh, you know, good luck on uh, Saturday, man. I can't wait for this fight.
Thank you, guys. I really enjoyed talking to you guys, and thanks for everything. All right. Take care, man. Hey, I'll, I'll see you, Marlon. I'll see you Tuesday, man. You let me know if you need anything, boss. Oh, I will, brother. I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. I was trying to go to there today. They told me only tomorrow. That's fine, but I'll be there. Okay. All right, boss. We'll see you. See you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Looking for a new home or you want to save on your current mortgage? Visit rate.com and you could get massive savings with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Rates are at historic lows and you could land that dream home or refinance to potentially cut your current payments in about 15 minutes. Visit rate.com today to get started with Guaranteed Rate. Equal housing lender subject to credit approval. Savings, if any, vary based on a variety of factors. Restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLS yeah that's cool i and there's and then we wrapped up with them just because i know you have a, a schedule to keep today too um but to, oh i've already blown that. i've <laughs> already did. just like yeah you know yeah i, I prioritize you like, jim you're well, you got work done here though you know? too man you got some work done while you're here i did i did i did i did but the versa climber uh i wanted to ask you but i just forgot as we were talking there's nothing I ha I've done that in like a regular like in Reebok in the gym. So expensive though. They're so expensive, man. I was gonna ask him if you got the hookup or anything. You How know? long will you do it for if you do the Versa Climber? So I, I I don't do it that much, but I used to do it a lot. And at one time I had the record for the PI. Uh, yeah. How long was the record? I was like, I don't know. No, it was like you had to get a certain amount, and I was basically for I think eight minutes. I averaged two hundred feet a minute or something um and then i died wow. and then um now uh, i retired so I, I had like the high score and then i just retired and since people have beaten my score but you know um i always do it like intense 10 to 15, you know 5 or 10 to 15 seconds and then easy for 20 or 30 but there's no easy, right, that's right? Awful. and then you go again and then and it's great like when we get in there we'll get a couple guys on it and you get like a timer you know so you can go on like killing it for 15 seconds and then relaxing for 20 or 30 and killing, yeah. you know, whatever your intervals are, depending on wherever you are in your fight camp. And then um, you can kind of see who got the furthest at the end. And th there's some ways to like trick it as far as like your stroke length and, and uh, you know, kind of like to get the most, right. you know, foot per, foot per minute out of it. Yeah. And uh, you, you said something too, but he said something about how I never idolized Jose Aldo. And it yes. made me think of Uriah Hall fighting Silva, 
which was such an interesting because yeah. I, I love Uriah and, and he's admitted that he like yeah. at one point he said like at times he gets afraid to hurt somebody. And I was really surprised to hear him say that. But in that fight, you could kind of see that he yeah. had something behind it. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, everybody. And I think even, you know, say what you like, but I think maybe even Israel struggled. With I, that, I think so, know? too. Like, oh you know, um, <clears throat> so, yeah. And, you know, Israel is in his own right, a legend already. So who do yeah. you think is, and again, I know Vittori called for Paulo Costa uh, and Vittori, I want to see fight anybody right now. Um, yeah. Love that dude, love he's, that dude. That is a tough fight. So he, you know, give, give it to Marvin Vittori right there. He's basically, you know, wants the, wants the wounded lion, you know, let me, let me get in there and, and, and you know, one bad performance does not make Paula Costa a bad fighter. Paula Costa is still an amazing fighter. And Marvin Vittori knows that, and he's calling it out because, because he wants a seat at the table. He wants to be in title contention. You know, he wants to get back and fight Israel again, which is, you know, most humans would think, that guy's pretty good. That guy that I have to fight to get to that guy is also pretty good. You know, that, that's not the way a lot of people think, but that's the way Vittori thinks. Was Costa when in that fight, What do you, and I know you have to go, but do you think that he, he and Israel is so good and, he, and he's, he's such a smart fighter and he's such a skilled striker, but do you think that Costa froze up a little bit uh, in, in the moment? Um, or, or do you think that he was just outclassed? Or do you think there was something mental as well? I mean, I think it was both, right? So I don't think he was outclassed. I think he just, um, you know, could, couldn't really commit to a strategy and, and wasn't really sure what was in front of him and didn't really ever get, I feel like maybe if he would have gotten clipped and then gotten to recover, he could have maybe done something. But, the you know, the first impactful shot to the head, you know, left him kind of like, what, what what's happening? And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes it just happens, right? I know you're struggling with some injuries going into it. <clears throat> he always cuts a tremendous amount of weight, but that should affect you later, not earlier. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it just happens, right? It's happened to me in front of a million people on a couple of times. So, but know. did it ever happen to you though, where mentally that. you were there's something about the guy either awed you or you're like, oh, it's him? Or, no, no, not. I mean, I wouldn't even say when I fought Anderson, it wasn't really that. It was more like, um, oh my God, you, what's going on here? Why are there like three of them? And why, why is everything like, why is the room spinning? Right, right, right. <laughs> Wait, you know, and, then, and that's sometimes that if that first shot, you can't move from it, you know. It kind of like you, you think about like Mike Bisbing, right? He always got clipped and hurt in fights, but if you recur, he fought amazing after that, right? You know, sometimes you kind of get shook and you you can't get your bearings. So yeah. um, I feel like the first shot that got him, he didn't really, you know. And and then the the flip side of that is Israel's amazing. So you know, some guys like Frankie Edgar typically he uh, would always have a tough first round yeah. and then just turn it on second through five yeah what, what's next for israel i mean uh let's take a look i don't know actually i mean again does he wait for because he's talking about john jones and then jones is going up to heavyweight so i guess it's not going to happen with jones no. um i don't know to be honest with you i mean kevin holland is not there yet and, and i love kevin holland but no he's close he's close though we'll see it could happen at the, at the pace kevin this year holland it could fights, happen you know? sure yeah maybe <laughs> next december um I don't know. Does Vittori get uh, Paulo Costa first, or do they push him right up? Because Hermanson has come down a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, who does he? Who does he? Who is it interesting? Like John seems like he got 
there was nobody left in the division that he really that really made him want to go through a camp and fight. You know what I mean? So he's jumping up. There's- yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And and he just kind of fought. He started fighting like um, like the boxers that killed boxing in the nineties. Touch, move, touch, touch, move, touch, move. He fought safe, you know. He, he he and which is you know crazy because the dude's got a great chin. Uh, yeah, Darren. Uh, I'm sorry, not Darren Till. Uh, Robert Whitaker against Israel again was the. the yeah, talk. I've I've heard that, and Whitaker looked really great in his last fight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Whitaker deserves it. I mean, um, you know, after he he came in there, right? It's Jared Cannon. Oh wait, wait! I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Israel wants to go to 205 and fight the champ there, uh, Jan. Yeah, I'm the Hollis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or 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 that guy, <laughs> Jan Blackovich, Jan Blachowicz. I've 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 heard it the one way, and it's your way. Do, do you think? And again, I know you. Do you think that all the guys? I'm surprised. I really, I actually don't have to go. I just push my okay. schedule for you. Do, do guys so, jumping. Yeah. I've talked about this a lot too. There's a lot of guys jumping weight, um, and changing weight. Um, and is it because guys are fighting uh, at so much lighter than they walk around at, they can afford to do that? Or what do you think that's motivating besides the matchups? It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it seems like it's kind of hard for a, a division to just stay a division because guys are jumping out of the division and coming into it and bumping guys who are, you know, number two ranked and all that shit. So I don't mind it if it's at the top and it's the super fights. And I don't mind it if it's unranked guys that are still kind of trying to find their way right. in what weight class they fit in and, you know, looking for what they, what weight they perform their best at. Right. But the middle guys, you know, you, you're in the middle, like the, the, the top 10, 15 for a reason, keep working your way up, you know, have some faith in that progression, <clears throat> you know, I, and I think some of that too is like the the obsession with dropping the weight and being the biggest guy in there has kind of faded a little bit, uh, unless you're Davison Figueroa. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he could fight. He could fight at one uh, at one at one thirty five if he wanted to. Of course, he could. Thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. He probably could. And then it's funny. Um, oh, what's his name? The old champ at one thirty five. I don't think he'll have that much problem. Uh, no, no, no. The one that still fights from Cleveland. I'm sorry. From Cleveland, from Ohio. Uh, yeah. Anyway, got knocked out a bunch. He knocked out. Uh, Not uh, Cody Garbrandt. Yes, oh, Cody. Cody I didn't realize he was yeah. from Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, yeah, he can make twenty-five with no problem, which is crazy because he was a champ thirty-five. You know. Yeah. Um, it's it's it is interesting to watch the the matchups that they have, but it, it also kind of puts. Like, like again, Blahovich against Israel or John Jones against whoever he picks at heavyweight. Or who do you think he fights at heavyweight? Man, you know, I, I why well, tell you who he probably won't fight is Curtis Blades. Right. Um, yeah, that's a great question for him. You know what? What you know? What, what is he thinking he's going to find there? I mean, I like I like Stipe. I like Francis. I like uh, Rosenstrike, you know, maybe. Rosenstrike, yeah. Cyril gone even you know these are you know these are some bad dudes here i think curtis blades would actually be a bad matchup yeah. for him um francis is scary for anybody stipe uh you know i think he matches up decent with stipe um and then rosen screw rosen man i'm the worst <laughs> sorry, names. Sorry, there's a lot of them 
Jarzinho, Jarzinho, he, uh, you know, that that's a good fight, right? Because it, it'd be Jones trying to control Jarzinho in the clinch, maybe get a takedown, touch him, stay at distance. Uh, Overeem, Overeem is a tough yeah. fight for anybody because he's so crafty. Jones is crafty, but Overeem is just as crafty. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some, you know, there, there's, we'll see what he does. Um, you know, and I do think like, it's kind of weird. He's just kind of moving up to heavyweight, kind of call a spot. And, um, you know, he kind of has earned that though, it, except for the Stipe Francis right, fight, right. right? Because those guys, that, that fight is set. Francis has done what he needed to do to earn That's that right. fight. Um, so, you know, potentially, could he even just wait for the winner of that? John Jones, there's no telling what he could do. And <clears throat> I, I don't think he should wait too long. Right. He's, he's getting older. And what do you think? Overeem, by the way, what amazing. You're right. He is crafty. He's such a smart, so like he knows exactly what he has to do. Overeem is one of the guys I credit the most, like with, with his skill and his tactical fight IQ, because he fought a, a bang, bang, clinch, knee to the body, and then he lost his chin and he got knocked out like two or three times, like three yeah. out of four fights, he got knocked out. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to lay back. I'm going to counter people. I'm going to touch, you know, I'm going to, you know, and, and then I'm going to hit the takedown when it's appropriate. And you got to think too, he was beating Stipe on the feet until Stipe forced that takedown and then smashed him on the ground. Right. So that was a great adjustment by Stipe in that fight. But, but I still think even at, um, I think he's a thousand years old now over in this, it seems like he is because it seemed like, he was like champion of something when I was just starting out. Um, it just, you know, the, the, the fight IQ and even the training IQ, you know, he's a stud. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think the, uh, the Rosen strike fight, I think, I still think he won that fight, even though there was that weird moment. I absolutely think he dominated that fight for five, I think five rounds. And in that last moment, I thought it was a terrible, yeah. terrible stoppage. Well, the thing is, it was so weird. Rosen, he had every opportunity, in my opinion, Rosen to win right. that fight, but he walked right. off and the ref had not signaled the fight was over. The ref then took the cue, signaled the fight was over. I think I looked at it, there were four seconds yeah. left. Took his cue from Rosen Strike's walk off with his walking off. Yes, yes. The same thing happened when BJ Penn knocked out, I forget, the Sean Shirk. And Sean Shirk just walked off, or BJ Penn walked off after the knee and put his hands up. And then, um, the ref was like, okay, yeah. we're done here. And then, you know, and, and then Anderson tried to do the same thing after he this beat Bisping. Yep. He went and started celebrating, and the ref was like, wait, what? I didn't, I didn't. And that's actually what should have happened in that Rosenstrike fight. Hey, would you bring me my shake? So I'm just making my kid do work. I'm just <laughs> like in school or something. I don't even know. Who knows what they do these days? Yeah, they should have made him finish that fight. Because, again, I think you, you were right. There was four seconds left. And, and, and if, he, if he had just jumped on over, he might have stopped it with one oh, more yeah. shot. He would have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have definitely. Yeah, I mean, he had every opportunity to win the fight. And he just kind of walked away. And still won the fight, though, to, to his yeah. defense. Yeah, so. I felt bad for Overeem, though. I mean, I mean you, you, you know, because you, a Rosenstrike is such a powerful guy, such a beautiful uh, kicking and uh, to do what he yeah. did and to fight such a smart fight for five rounds uh, and then just to have it kind of, you know, one shot and then taken yeah. by a, a bad call. I guess it happens. All right. Boris, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we love how, oh, what is your podcast? I want to plug your podcast. I'm sorry. I was watching that clip. Oh my gosh. We where forgot, you had, we where you had uh, Neil on. You're talking about Wonderful. Yes. Literally 
the whole reason <laughs> yeah. I came in. Hey, also, so it's a really, it's a really, I'm looking for the, uh, the, the sheet here, but it's a really creative, uh, uh, really creative title. It's called Inside UFC Fight oh, Camp. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. Really, really creative. Uh, you did, you did us a, a great little vocal shout out. But so the deal is, it's a very cool uh, podcast. What we do is we talk to three fighters leading up to their fight. And we just kind of give you a peek behind the curtain of what their lives and fight camps are really like. So uh, it's, it's a project I really enjoy. And I'm pitching this right now. I want to do a wrap up with these guys where they walk me through the fight and why they made the decisions they made in the fight. That's great. I think I think that's such a cool thing I get to do sometimes is fighters will come in and say, um, you know, hey, you know, what went wrong? And I'll be like, well, let's watch the fight, you know, and then you can and then why, why did you choose to do this? Or I was just in the flow or I felt like he was weak here. You know, there, there's so many decisions that fighters make. Right. And then I think the fans are just like, what the hell did you do that for? That was stupid. And there's like there's a reason or even if the reason's wrong. Those decisions happen for a reason. And then the same thing, you kind of take that back to training camp. You know, they're doing these things in training camp because they see a weakness in themselves or their opponent or because they they want to accentuate one of their strengths. So, I mean, it's really cool, right? So it, it's fighting and then training for fighting. So two of my favorite things. And then it's, you know, like, what the hell are you doing to get your to clear your mind from this, you know, from the fight, right? What do you do to take yourself away from the fight? You know, well, that is true because when you watch something, there are times where somebody will make a decision, somebody will follow somebody to the ground and stay down instead of getting back up. And I'm like, why did he like, yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't want to fight your emotions are going or whatever, but I'm like, yeah, no, he knows that this is what he does for a living. He knows that he shouldn't be down there. Did, did you have a moment where you want to beat him at his own, uh, like, oh, you, oh, here's what I'd like to ask Ovin St. Pro. I would love to ask him in that last fight, why did he keep switching to uh, against Jamal Hill? He kept switching back orthodox to orthodox. And I was like, why? Yeah. Because he was getting hurt every time. And when he was fighting lefty, he's got such a devastating body kick, which again, he may lose against the lefty, but I didn't know why he kept doing that. I would love to ask him why he kept doing that. Yeah. And I mean, no, there could be a reason, you know, it could have been banged up going into it or, you know, there's something you didn't know. Right. You know, like, uh, I mean, and I don't mean like excuses. These are actual reasons why fighters choose to fight. And you got to remember too, like I'm talking to these fighters and I remember, you know, cause it's been eight years since I fought. I remember like, wow, you are always really banged up going to a fight. The only time you're hundred percent fresh and healthy going into a fight is the one you're unprepared for. Cause you didn't train for it, you know? And then it's about finding your, like your level of skill versus live work versus, you know, how much do you spar and, and, you know, all those things that kind of put them together and, you know, make the, you the best you on that stupid fight day. I was one of those guys, like, I always remember like two weeks before a fight or a week after a fight being like, man, I wish I felt like this when I fought or like, oh, I got to keep this feeling. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you're in a different place by the time you get into the fight. You so know? sometimes you're protecting something, you know, you, you go in and you're protecting an injury that, you, that you're not saying, or there's something fucked up so that, yeah, maybe that was why he kept going back to, it. but I would, that's a really good idea for, for something. Cause those are things I would love to ask a person. And, and I want to ask them without seeming like a dick. It's not even questioning. Like, what do you think? It's more like, I'm curious as to what. Yeah. Well, it was like, you know, like, you know, I kind of went a roundabout way, like Brandon, fifth round low kick where you know i know you want to start usually earlier with low kick but 
the low kick was there. The low kick would stop that jab a little bit, you know. So n- next time, yeah. right? Well, Jose Aldo doesn't kick as much as he used to. And I think he started again a little bit more recently, but there was a lot of fights where he was just boxing. And I was like, why does he such a, he's so good with his legs. Is, is there something that he's right. yeah. not happy with? Is he hurt? I mean, I, I would love to ask him why. Yeah. I mean, did, who knows, you know, is, is he lost a, a step or a whip, you know? All right. So where can people hear this, uh, the pod, the, uh, the show you're doing now, which I, again, are you here or did I just, Oh, I, I'm, no, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Um, where can um, people see this? On that's a great question. Um, <laughs> magic guy, pop, pop up and tell me, tell us where we can see yeah, the please. show. And did I even get the name of the show right? Uh, that's. Let uh, me see here. Well, it's 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 in your show. It's in the UFC unfiltered feed. So, I, yeah, it's called Inside okay. UFC Training Camp. Really, really original. Really, I mean, really, just you know. Right on the nose <laughs> of that title. And, and you're doing Chaos Williams, right? Chaos Williams fighting uh, Michelle Bejeda, which is a great yeah. fight. Chaos, uh, Jeff Neal, main event, and then uh, Bilal Muhammad. So a bunch of great fights, great fighters, great fights. Um, yeah, I want to call it Fight Camp Chronicles. That was, But I was like, ah, that title's not that good. So we just went with like... Inside fight. But, but you know what, though? People know what it is, so they'll go watch. You don't it. have to ask what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that's what people. Hey, what's what's going? On? Let's watch the show about the fight camp. I mean that makes, uh, you know. Yeah. I wonder what it's about. Ah, you don't have to. We've, We've told, told you. you in the title. Hey, Dana White contender series sums it right up. What is yeah. it? A bunch of contenders fighting it yeah. out. That's originally originally it was Tuesday night contender this and that, and they were like, no, just Dana White yeah. contender. Yeah, Dana White. This way, if you see it in, on a guide, you know it's UFC because this is Dana White. So yeah, those, those are the three fighters. Uh, they've been great. It's been a it's been a cool experience. And if you go listen to the podcast too, when you watch the fight, you'll have kind of a, a vested interest, you know, because right. you like I've just gotten to know you know and talk to him an hour a week for three weeks, and you're like, oh man, and uh, you know, chaos is an interesting dude. I really hope that he kind of becomes a star, just so people can kind of see how unique he is, you know. Just when you, you kind of think he's going left, yeah. he comes at a right with you. Yeah, you I know? think we've talked to him. And then Bilal, you know, Bilal is one of my favorite Twitter followers, a clever dude. And then Jeff Neal, all the talent in the world. And this is this is just a huge opportunity yep. for him. I don't tell him. Of course. <laughs> like, hey, Jeff, no no pressure, but you're in the main event against a title contender. Yeah. Um you know, this is you know, this is a huge opportunity for you, right? So, but but he's dealing with all that stuff in his own way, yeah, right? He knows, he knows, he knows it. Um, all right. Well, good talking to you, Far. All right, now, now, now we're really done. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, Matt's flying home today, and uh, we love having you sure. on anyway, whether Matt's here or not. So, I appreciate you coming on a lot. Thank you, thank you. Hey, check that show out. So they'll want me to do a second, everybody. Yeah, definitely right. check it out, and. Uh, Forrest, thank you, buddy, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Take care, man. Later. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.